You're listening to the Retro Wrestling Review Podcast. Hello everyone, this is the Retro Wrestling Reviews Podcast and I'm your host Gus Edwards. On today's show we're going to be taking our first look at AWA Championship Wrestling from the 6th of March 1988. This was requested by one of our listeners, Caleb in Belfast. Thanks for getting in touch Caleb, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're new to the podcast, every Tuesday we review a show chosen by one of our listeners. If you want to request a show, then please get in touch via email at retroreviews at hotmail.com. On Sundays, we release another podcast, and that one reviews Mid-Atlantic Wrestling and Mid-South Wrestling from 1981, so please check those shows out too. Let's get on with today's show. AWA Championship Wrestling, 6th of March 1988. I've not really seen much AWA, just a couple of shows that have been loaded up to the WWE Network. 1988 was close to their end of the run. I think their peak was probably in the 60s and 70s when Vern Garnier and Nick Bogwinkle and such were on top. They were pretty much ruined in 1983 when Vince McMahon took guys like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Bobby Heenan and they never really recovered. But this should still be a fun look at the company and see who's on the show at this point. Larry Nelson opens the show to let us know there'll be two main events tonight. The first main event is Baron Von Raske against the Sheik Adnan El Kasi. And the Midnight Rockers defended the tag team titles against the Nasty Boys. We cut to the arena and Lee Marshall is the ring announcer. This show is taped in Las Vegas at the Showboat Sports Pavilion. Our first match is Bill Anderson, a very nondescript jobber. And he's going to be facing Cowboy Bob Orton. Ron Trongard is a commentator and he's joined by Lee Marshall. Marshall has a great TV voice and he ends up getting hired by WCW. And I always think of him as the voice of Thunder. That was never the best show. It was entertaining in sort of like a bad way, but I always remember Marshall on um, commentary there and his voice sort of resonated with it. Also, apparently, he was the voice of the Frosty's advert, Tony the Tiger, over in the US. There's not much to this match. It's just the typical sort of star versus jobber. Or, in at one point, no, he hits in a knee to the chin from the second rope, which I've never seen before. You normally see that move where they stand on the second rope and they've got their knee to the back of the person's head and then they go down to the mat. It's basically the same as that, except um, Anderson was facing the other way, so he went sort of knee to chin first. Orton then got the win with the pile driver. Next up is Samoan Joe. No, not that one. This is a New Zealand wrestler who was coming to the end of his career at this point, and he's going to be up against Jerry the King Lawler. Lawler hits a great punch early on, and Lawler is without a doubt one of the best punchers of all time. It's really a lost art these days. Samoan Joe looks a mix between Haku and Doug Furness. That's probably the best way to describe him. It's not a total squash here, but Lawler does get the win with a fist drop from the top rope. 
we go back to Larry Nelson and he lets us know that the AWA champion Kurt Hennan will face Jerry Lawler in the main event next week. Hennan is then interviewed. It's funny to actually see him being not cocky and uh, he says that he's beaten everyone from the east, the west, the north and now he's facing someone from the south. He's studied everything Lawler's done and nobody from the south can beat anyone from the north. We go back to the ring and it's Bad Company, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, better known as the Orient Express in their couple of year run in the WWF. They're, fa- they're facing Tim Patterson and Greg Robertson. This match just falls apart when Robertson comes in. It must be one of his first matches ever and hopefully his last. Having Diamond try to do a spot where it's ducking a clothesline and then you hit another one. But Robertson just clumsily ducks it. He struggles to run. And then both him and Diamond go to hit the clothesline and they just kind of grapple for a second. They then try it again with ducking an elbow and again Robertson just falls over himself. Diamond just hits him with a couple of stiff-looking knees and then they just go to the finish. I've been doing this podcast for a couple of months now and Robertson is the first truly horrific jobber I've seen so far. Hopefully this was one of his last matches. We go back to Larry Nelson and he's with the international TV champion Greg Gagne. He puts over Bad Company, this was their, their debut apparently, and he says he can't see, wait to see them against the Midnight Rockers. And he's probably right there because I remember that the Orient Express and the Rockers had a great match at um, the 1991 Royal Rumble, just incredible match. Ganya's asked if he thinks he'll get the winner of Hennen and Lawler next week, and he says he hopes so, but he th- and he thinks that Lawler will win. Ganya's a horrible promo, he's... One of the guys that, if he wasn't the son of the owner, he would never be a pushed person. Our first main event is Sheik Adnan El Casey against Baron Von Raschke. El Casey, of course, is just a couple of years later gets a WWF run with Sergeant Slaughter as General Adnan, playing off of his um, true Iraqi nationality. He'd been in the WWF before um, doing a Native American gimmick. Um, but that time he is actually a genuine Iraqi. Rashke is one of the mainstays of the AWA, mainly as a heel, so it's strange to see him as a babyface here. El Kayase is 49 here and Rashke is 48 and they wrestle like that age too. It's all punch kick and back rakes and eye pokes. The story of the match is that um, Sheik's running away from Rashke's claw hold. The Baron finally gets the claw hold on, but Sheik escapes to the outside. The Sheik then attacks Baron with a foreign object, and then Rashke just ends up no selling it, and the Sheik bails. Rashke wins via DQ, and I just start thinking, rethinking my entire life. Uh, Rashke is interviewed afterwards by Lee Marshall, and he says it's not over between him and the Sheik. I disagree, it's definitely over for me. We then go back to the ring and it's tag team action. It's Steve O, not from Jackass, and Ricky Rice against Destroyer Samoan and the man, the myth, the legend, Dennis Stamp. For those of you who have seen Beyond the Mat, then you'll be well aware of Dennis Stamp. who spent, spent his days on a trampoline waiting for his next booking, despite never having a match for seven years. 
the commentators have changed too for this match as Marshall is out and um, a woman's joined the booth but they don't actually introduce who she is. She does make a comment which is very inappropriate in 2021 and probably in 1988 too about cracking coconuts and heads. Ricky Rice actually gets a win over Stamp here with a crossbody block. I guess Steve-O and Rice are getting a push despite actually looking like jobbers. Poor Dennis Stamp. Back to the trampoline for him. Larry Nelson is backstage again and he's with Ricky Rice. Apparently Steve-O's too busy signing autographs to talk. That is genuinely the excuse for him not being there. Uh, Rice doesn't really say that much. Then in comes um, Mr. Magnificent Kevin Kelly with the Medusa. Kelly may be more known to people as Nails from his 1992 WWF run feuding with um, the Big Boss Man. Kelly here says he gets more fan mail than anyone else, including from Jane Fonda. It's strange seeing Nails doing like a pretty boy gimmick here. It's just, yeah, it's just not right. And then it's time for our second main event of the night. It's a tag team title match between the champions, the Midnight Rockers, who of course are Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, and the Nasty Boys, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you may have heard our review of the Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall from 1991. If you haven't, then it's available in the archives. Go check it out. Anyway, on that show, it was a great match between the Rockers and the Nasty Boys. If this match ends up as good as that one, then I might have to give this show a thumbs up. Sean and Nobbs start off and it's simple storytelling. Nobbs is much stronger, but Michaels is faster. Sags comes in and he does a crisscross run in the ropes and I've never seen him run so fast. Never thought of him being a great athlete, but for obvious reasons, but he's actually looking good here. I'm guessing injuries probably just catch up on him over the next couple of years. This ends up being a pretty good match. The Nasties take control and work over Michaels, mainly with an abdominal stretch. Shaw eventually gets a hot tag and it breaks down into a four-way. Michaels hits a brilliant planche on Brian Nobbs and then Janetti hits a crossbody off the top rope for a win. It's the first match that's actually got a good reaction from the crowd. We go backstage with Larry Nelson and he's got the Nasty Boys and they're angry, they're out of control, they're saying that Nobbs was a legal man in the ring so it shouldn't have counted and they should be the tag champions and they want they want to fight the Midnight Rockers again and if they don't sign a contract then they'll beat them up. Just a typical Nasty Boys promo. And then we come back from a break and Nelson goes over next week's show which is headlined by a world title match between Kurt Hennen and Jerry Lawler and that ends the show. Overall, this wasn't the best show. There's a lot of talent, though. Jerry Lawler and the Rockers and Nasty Boys, Bob Orton. But there was a lot of bad, too. You know, mainly the match between Baron Von Raschke and Sheik El Kayasi. And, of course, the horrible jobber that we, we've seen as well, Greg Robertson. It's just not good at all. Um, this didn't... The crowd was dead as well for the whole show, apart from like the main event. This didn't want to me to go out and watch more AWA from this era, to be honest. I think if they put up more AWA from the 70s or even the early 80s when like Hogan was there, I'd probably give it a go, but late 80s, possibly not. 
On next Tuesday's podcast, we'll be doing another listener's requested show. And this time it'll be WWF Wrestling Challenge from the 6th of December 1986. On that show, we'll see Kamala in action against a very young Mick Foley. The Hart Foundation will be in action, along with a six-man main event of the British Bulldogs and Billy Jack Haynes against Iron Sheik, who seems to pop up everywhere that we do these reviews, Nikolai Volkov and Butch Reed. I hope you join me for that show. This Sunday coming, we'll be reviewing Mid-Atlantic and Mid-South Wrestling from the 26th of December 1981. So remember to subscribe so you get notified when the show's released. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Take care of yourself and I'll talk to you again soon.